My name is Dan, and this is the first episode of the Moogles and Mages podcast. I know pretty much nothing about Final Fantasy, I think it's safe to say, uh, let alone Final Fantasy XIV. Now, my friend Cody, on the other hand, knows a lot about Final Fantasy, and specifically Final Fantasy XIV, uh, at least nearly infinitely more than I do. So, <laughs> Cody, would you like to take us away? Uh, yeah, I, I figure that a smart place to start here would just be a sort of a a brief overview into like the the players of the of the story before we really start diving into specifics. Okay. So I thought I would take us into uh just briefly covering like the races and the maybe some of the major cities a, a little bit of uh Eorzea, the uh the main continent that the game takes place in. Okay, cool. <clears throat> I imagine you need characters and cities in, inside of a story that, you know, is the size of a world, huh? Yeah. See, I wanted to start by actually talking about, like, various story elements and being like, oh, this is so cool, this happened. But then I was like, Dan's not going to know anything about who that is or where that is or what that is. So I kind of feel like I need to start earlier. Right, because the the game does so, a pretty good job of teaching you that stuff as you play along, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of like um, little breadcrumbs that'll lead you through stuff. It, it's it's pretty well established in lore about like what the the cultures of various cities and, and areas and stuff are. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it can be some of it can be a little like hard to find at first mm -hmm. like you need to talk to some random npcs and they might tell you little you know snippets of of backstory about things but uh there's a lot of it there and <clears throat> sorry i'm clearing my throat a bunch oh you're good one thing that's really interesting on the uh uh community side of things is on the official forums there is a lore section of the official forums and the actual like main writer of the uh, uh, the lore director of the of the game posts there pretty frequently. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. So so you can like whenever a new race comes out, um, he will have a breakdown of like that sort of like an overview of that race's culture and um, their naming conventions. So for like people who want to role play, like their ability to make a accurate uh character to that race okay now I, I i've hardly touched final fantasy 14 at all as far as playing it but i am familiar with wow and you say role play now do they do like <laughs> <laughs> like dr the drain eye in the in role playing or do they go beyond that <laughs> so um you've got both um we we have uh we have both, you know, your your like very serious role players, and then we have the the like notorious <laughs> sections of the role play community. Um, the uh, the meme is a uh, 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 area called the quicksand, which is uh, an inn in um, one of the major cities on the server of uh, I think it's Balmung. Oh, it's even server specific, huh? Yeah, it's like Moonguard. You know, Moonguard <laughs> has that reputation. Right. Um, 
I want to say the server is Balmung. Uh, but uh, again, this is like, you know, <laughs> rampant generalizations and all that. But uh, uh, yeah, that 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 side of the roleplay community definitely exists. Um, I don't actually have a lot of experience with it myself. I have trouble like uh, getting into character, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I do think it's very interesting how like in-depth people can go right right yeah after playing D for so long you, you, you see all sorts of things like that mm, yeah <laughs> uh so i figure i'll just get us started um with our like you know bread and butter race uh what would be humans in ff14 or uh, i guess in the world of eorzea the humans are called the here uh, the here, okay. The here, and you'll realize that a lot of things in Eorzea have a name that's like like this, but not. <laughs> so right. like they're not humans; they're here, and and like all the the measurements in Eorzea are like, oh, it's not an inch; it's an ilm. Oh, they have uh, units a, of uh, measurement. Oh yeah, yeah. So we have like <clears throat> instead of like inches or miles or feet or whatever uh or yards we have ilms foams malms uh yeah (laughs) so they they, they've built they've really built the world of of eorzea to have its own like flavor to it no kidding um yeah Carry on. Uh, I, I I thought I was crazy for thinking about you know like oh you know w- what goes into making ale at this particular inn <laughs> in a D and D world. I mean, well, these guys are thinking like units of measurement and different mathematics that go into their world. Oh yeah, yeah. FF fourteen has you covered. Uh, we have an entire side quest series at one point strictly about wine, or or one about uh, about making cheese. <laughs> it's it's just about one one race. And their uh, th- their fancy from making cheese. So <clears throat> this is something that's like there's lots of little stuff like that. I think I'm going to get a lot of lessons to put towards D and D through this podcast. <laughs> that I hope. Uh, once I get the Encyclopedia Eorzea's, there will be uh, probably a, a, a glut of small details that'll be very interesting to you (laughs) um those are still currently just lost in the nether (laughs) i don't know they're reprinting them or something but soon they will be ours eventually they will be ours so the here are they pretty typical humans you know anatomically uh yeah so so you've got the the here basically come in in two major tribes and th- this is sort of how every major like playable race is gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they'll they'll be two separate tribes with uh, different features and cultures to them, uh, and the player can pick either one. Hmm. So the uh, the here have the uh, uh, the Midlanders which are your like normal standard looking humans they they're just you know here I'll, i can send you a picture 
they are just like normal dudes uh and <clears throat> funnily enough they are not native to eorzea uh the the here mm. are not native to eorzea they they migrated to eorzea at some point in the past like thousands of years ago a thousand years ago something like that really okay yeah um but since then they have become one of the most like populous races in the realm they're they're in like every major city i can see uh, why i mean you sent me the picture of what i'm assuming is supposed to be your typical you know here person and they're all just like jacked and beautiful of course they're gonna take <laughs> over the world <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have anime attractiveness, is what it is. There's, if you're ugly, you're probably evil. <laughs> That's how they weed them um, out, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the ones on the left in this image, the, the more normally proportioned folk, they are your Midlanders. And within Midlanders, there are really two flavors of Midlanders. There's your, like, Aorzean Midlanders, and then there's another group uh, called the Domans. And they're visually about the same, like, stature-wise, mm -hmm. but Doma is a neighboring country to Aorzea, and it is a, uh, it's our Asia analog. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. Sort of, a, sort of a mix of various Asian cultures. So is that where and th those are the domains. Is that where the here are originally from? Um, some of them, um, but the the rest of them come from kind of all over the place. Hmm. Um, neighboring islands, neighboring country or continents, and they just migrated over time. Okay, um, and then they just you'll find that most of the races that are playable in the game uh, are not native to Eorzea. Uh, only one of the base five are actually natives. The rest are immigrants. Okay. Um, so the, the, the bigger ones, you see, those guys are called Highlanders. Uh, <laughs> Aptly named. <laughs> the Highlanders are big. They, they stand like easily a foot taller than a Midlander. Um, and they're really strong, really hardy people. Um, and they, they come from a, a region on the eastern side, uh, and a, a nation known as Alamigo. And, uh, they're, the, the place that Alamigo is located in is, um, called Girabanya. And it is sort of like the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> Okay, um, so I, I imagine that these are where you get more of your uh, characteristic, like the, the the NPCs for the <clears throat> here that stand out come from the Highlanders. Yeah, um, we we had a whole expansion based around going to Girabanya. Um, that's where the Stormblood expansion takes place. We got a lot of backstory into uh, Alamigo mm -hmm. and who the Highlanders were and all that kind of stuff. Um, among Highlanders, there are even some that are hilariously large uh, and and kind of comically powerful. Is it just the um, higher you go, the bigger they get? 
I mean, there, there's, there's a guy named something Coral Fist, and he's a uh, he's a monk, and there's a dungeon where we have to fight his ghost, and it's huge. Uh, but probably the most famous of the Highlanders is a man named uh, Robon Aldin. And he's, uh, he's actually the leader of the, um, the guards in the uh, city of Ulda, which is a sort of desert city. Okay, All right. And uh, they're, they're called the Immortal Flames. Ooh, okay, and, I like uh, that. <clears throat> he actually started out as a gladiator in uh, a place called the Blood Sands, which is a arena in the middle of Ulda. He's originally from Alamigo, um, and he uh, he came to Eorzea after Alamigo fell in a war against the Garlean Empire. I, I'm planning on covering them in their own episode. Oh, yeah, John, I was just about to say, I need to pull up like a map of the Final Fantasy XIV world at this point just to try and keep uh, yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, see, I was worried about that. <laughs> I, I can find you a, a map. Um, oh, no, you're good. I, I can pull up one of the world. Here you go. <clears throat> so th- this is Eorzea. Um... So the the eastern side there, we have that sort of purple flag with the with the griffin on it. That's mm-hmm. Alamigo. Okay. So they lost a war and were occupied, and a lot of their people left. So Robon goes all the way down to that southern tip, where there's a city known as Olda, right? And he becomes a gladiator in the blood sands. He becomes extremely good. Uh, so much so that he gets the attention of the Sultana. Okay. And I, hmm? I imagine the uh, comparative to a Sultan. Uh, yeah, except small. <laughs> <laughs> she she's a different race. <laughs> small. You'll see. You'll see. I promise. But it's it's actually really funny. I will. I, will, I have a picture that I want to show you. Of these two. Um, oh, God, you're talking about a really big dude, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to show you the picture now. <clears throat> so th- this is... This is Roban and the Sultana. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a marionette puppet on his arm. She actually rides on his shoulder during some uh like dialogue points like when when she's giving a speech she needs to be seen right she can't be seen in the crowd she's tiny so she will sit on his shoulder it was so she's she's like a queen right yeah yeah did they not have some sort of piece of machinery or equipment to to resolve this issue before yeah they have a big man (laughs) (laughs) ah yes the royal big man yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love it so yeah so so you know to to put into like scope of ralbon's ridiculousness right he's he he dual wields these swords right 
Well, there's a point in the story where he actually gets his arm cut off. Oh, God. Yeah, his right arm is just gone. Wait, um, with, with the picture, he doesn't replace his arm with Sultana, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, he doesn't just, like, stop fighting or anything. He no, just of course not. S- he just puts a shield thing on that, like, stumpy part and just uses his other arm as a sword. (laughs) So he just keeps kicking ass. He's actually unstoppable. That's awesome. Yeah, he's great. His armor looks so cool. I'm I'm getting some serious Monster Hunter World, like, Black Diablos vibes from it. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, I believe they call him the, 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 like, the bull or something he's like the raging bull or the black bull of alamigo something like that uh but he's an absolute legend dude he looks like it um so this is you know kind of a jump back but uh human names pretty normal Mm -hmm. uh they they use your sort of european names um, some of the more famous ones in the story for uh, for Highlanders, you know, you've got things like Al- uh, Rabban Alden or uh, uh, a comical guy named like Hubert Longhaft or something. <laughs> he, he has a very, very goofy story where he constantly makes a bunch of innuendo about his long haft. Uh <laughs> And if I'm not mistaken, one of the uh, one of the the final parts of his story is actually him <laughs> wearing like a reindeer fursuit, essentially. Oh no! Yeah, he's a, he's a strange man. Oh no! <laughs> so, do do you have, wait, wait, do you have fursonas in Eorzea? <laughs> we have furries, so <laughs> just, just take out the middleman. <laughs> just like straight up furries. So I mean, why not, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay got it no, so just to go back to the names it sounds like if the person is an if they have a serious name then they're this badass person who has you know super serious world building stuff with their storylines and then if you don't have a normal serious name you're a joke and, and you yes, decide to live your life that way goof. you're a goof yeah uh, you know, I should mention that the probably the most famous Highlanders within the community even are um, the Mandervilles. Manderville. Yeah, they are hilariously wealthy. Um, the uh, the Gold Saucer, which is a uh, casino in Final Fantasy VII that mm-hmm. got reintroduced in fourteen. I, I remember it, you saying that. It's super gaudy just gold covered in lights it's fantastic uh it's actually owned by uh godbert manderville uh one of the wealthiest men in olda uh who has an aversion to wearing pants uh it doesn't matter what the season what the time um he don't wear pants you know when you're that wealthy i I guess you just get to make those rules (laughs) 
there's uh there's a point during like one of the christmas events where he's like a santa claus character and he's he's dressed up in the, oh, in no. the santa outfit not wearing pants no no um, does he have people <laughs> sitting on his lap i don't think so okay <laughs> i would not trust that man <laughs> you would if you met him godbert's a good lad uh, also, oh, you wait. don't want to get on his bad side because he's probably the strongest goldsmith the world has ever known. Oh, so so he's a Highlander, right? He is. So picture just that super buff guy. Right, and so I'm picturing like a kilt thing going on with the Highlanders. <laughs> I I don't I've never seen any of them wearing a kilt, but uh, I I wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I can't believe that they haven't brought that in with the whole Highlander thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know, maybe it's going to be like Longhaft coming in being like, look at me, I'm a Highlander now. Longhaft, no! Uh, the, the, the Hildebrand storyline is fantastic. I would love to just talk about a whole thing with that, just covering the Hildebrand storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is essentially a uh, Japanese comedy. It's very slapstick. Right, right. Um, most of the storylines end somehow with Hildebrand flying off into the sunset, Team Rocket style. <laughs> and then we find him, next expansion, sticking halfway out of the ground with just his legs up in the air. <laughs> um, he's basically indestructible. Oh, no. Wait, wait. So, w- which guy's Hildebrand again? This... Um, he's one of the Highlanders. He's the son of... Uh, Hildebrand Manderville. Manderville, that's right. One of the he's the son of Godbert Manderville. Okay, the, uh, the rich he, guy. He fancies himself as uh, Inspector Extraordinaire as a uh, as a Sherlock Holmes, except he's really not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't blame him. If I had the richest person in the world as my poppy, I, I would probably go on <laughs> off on my own, like Team Rocket Adventures too, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's they have a wonderful dynamic. Um, and there, there's a bunch of goofy characters in the Hildebrand stories, and I would love, I'd love to, to talk about those sometime. <clears throat> so I cannot... Uh, there, there's a funny tidbit when I was looking up the naming conventions for here that i can't confirm the veracity of i don't know where this source is from it might be from the lore uh forums but um there's a story here saying that uh some midlanders like to joke about highlanders that their names um are very similar to the rugadin which is another race that i'll talk about uh because Mm -hmm. rugadin names are weird (laughs) <laughs> okay. and that somehow that that makes them like less here so they're like oh your your dad was a rugadin huh and uh, apparently they they have a lot of just drunken brawls over these names uh <laughs> and you know in, in a in a bar fight i've got my money on the highlander <laughs> uh, every time <laughs> up against a highlander and just makes fun of his name <laughs> they're they're big like a lot bigger than you a lot buffer than you i i don't know man i that's not my first thought is not going to be to pick on this guy maybe there's just something in that ale that they're drinking you know the, the orzian <laughs> stuff gets you ripped yeah maybe 
I mean, I've never... Okay. No. There's, like, no fat guys in Eorzea. <laughs> Just nobody. Did they invent carbless ale? Have they done it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the ether, man. There's something in the ether. They're just... Everybody's jacked. They're all muscle wizards. <laughs> um, so the, the most famous of the Midlanders, probably uh, the Warrior of Light. Um, the, the player character. Uh, their, like, canon appearance, you know, it'll be whatever you make it, but their okay. canon appearance is a Hure Midlander. Okay. Uh, we, we call him, we've often called him the Derplander, because he looked kind of silly in some of the earlier cutscenes. Uh, <clears throat> but he definitely went through, um, like, uh, what's his name? Neville? Neville Longbottom? From the, uh, the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter things, yeah, where puberty hit him like a sack of bricks, and he's just like really hot. Yeah, that. <laughs> For the Warrior of Light, it turns out you know PTSD makes you really attractive. And uh, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Um, I I can probably find the image of this um, showing like how he he has changed over time um yeah he, here's a here's here we go this will do so you know top left this is 1.0 the the baby-faced young man <laughs> and then like <clears throat> it goes down so you got you know 2.0 he's a warrior 3.0 he's a dragoon and then a monk and then a samurai, and then Dark Knight, and now a paladin. But it's like, <laughs> the, the over thought... time, he just becomes more gruff. <laughs> the guy, the, the bottom right, so that's the Dark Knight, right? Yes. It looks like Norman Reedus. Is it Reeves? Reedus? Norman Reedus? <laughs> it looks like Norman Reedus. <laughs> yes. Silent Hill, starring the Warrior of Light. Yes, the <laughs> ultimate crossover. <laughs> oh man no you're right though it, it looks like they age him up as the story progresses which is weird because from my understanding the 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 timeline of ff14 is in a weird bubble where technically the whole story takes place in the time of a year what like all the expansions and stuff yeah yeah, that's the thing. That's what they say. And I'm just like, I don't buy this for a minute. Yeah, you You're know. telling me I've liberated multiple nations in the space of a year? <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> I, I guess you, you you start off as like the the virgin black haired Joffrey and then you end up as the, <laughs> the Chad Paladin liberating <laughs> nations in a year. Yeah. I think he shaved since he became a paladin too. That's how you can tell he's got he's got his life back together. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the warrior of light was had his life too together when he became a dark knight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think that pretty much covers the here. They're they're kind of normal, <clears throat> less less like nuanced than some of the other races. Okay. Um, 
so next up we have everyone's favorite i guess uh, we have cat girls <gasps> oh no no don't uh, yeah, don't so... do this to me cody <laughs> So these are the, the these are the Makota. Um, okay, I thought you were gonna say like, Nikota. Wait, wait, did, oh. did you say that with an N or an M? No, no, it's an M. It's okay, M I Q O T E. Oh, the Mikota. Oh, dude, it's these. <laughs> I haven't seen anime get cat girls <laughs> this like spot on. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Makota are cat people. Like, that's that's their thing. Um, they have cat traits. Good eyesight, uh, agility. They make natural hunters, and archers, that kind of thing. Um, what's, what's most interesting about them is their culture. Okay. Uh, so they're split into two tribes uh the seekers of the sun and the keepers of the moon okay so you got the light and dark thing going on with the left Mm -hmm, and right side mm -hmm. so the the seekers of the sun are the ones on the left they tend to have like warmer skin tones um and uh they actually have cat eyes so like they have the narrow vertical slits And the um, Keepers of the Moon, on the other hand, uh, they have the darker skin tones, the more, like, blues and grays. Right. Uh, And because they tend to live in, like, darker areas, their eyes are just big. They just have, like, big normal pupils, right? Uh, They they sound creepy to me. (laughs) Do they do do that thing where they they look in a room of, of nothing that there's nothing going on and then and they're, they're, the eyes just get just really expand. big <laughs> probably that probably, would be so scary probably that i haven't seen that uh like mentioned in game but i a hundred percent would believe that in character <laughs> you, you just know a I, makota staring into the void and their I, eyes are just huge i choose to believe that it's <clears throat> canon that whenever you're coming across uh, another M- makoto or is that makoto <laughs> that makota that they're just standing against a wall staring into a corner that that that's what's going on in the world <laughs> <laughs> you, you okay buddy no no don't touch him he's freaking out right don't now move. <laughs> yeah, don't don't move he can attack <laughs> They, they actually look really cool with the the blue. Hair. I'm, I'm liking the uh, the keepers of the moon look with that yeah. guy. Yeah, they they have some of the more un, like unnatural skin tones work really well on them. Um, like there there's one in the uh, archer quests that just has like gray skin, and it it actually works. Like it looks cool when you're a cat girl, I guess. Like the. <laughs> You're already, like, distanced enough from normal that it doesn't look weird. Now, I do have to ask you, are skirts mandatory for the girls? So what you're seeing there is actually their racial armor. So (laughs) So uh, that is their default on-character creation gear. Um... So the, yeah. this is like what their diplomats wear. This is what they used to represent <laughs> That's their the nations. Uniform. 
You know, I I have to appreciate the 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 brazen like the the balls that this nation has to be like. Okay, we're sexy. We're cat people. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna go and strut our stuff. We just got a rocket. You know, like, that's just what it is. Wartime talks, negotiating for for hostages. This is what we're wearing. <laughs> the so the seekers of the sun are uh, they they're both tribal but the seekers of the sun have a a, a harem in their thing go they're, they're on <laughs> <laughs> so so there is only one breeding male oh oh you're time. serious a harem yeah. for this guy in in their villages um there is only one breeding male allowed at any time and this guy takes up the surname of Nun. Nun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's N-U-H-N. Uh, every other male in the tribe is a non-breeding male. Uh, they're not allowed to have kids within the tribe, but I don't think there's any rules that they can't go elsewhere. I was going to uh, ask you about some like interspecies stuff. Like do, do, it do they does hear? exist, but it's rare. Um, couples definitely are a thing. Actual like children uh, are extremely rare. Um, but it can happen though. It does, and m- apparently the mother's genes dominate. Um, so you'll hmm. see, you know, if if it's say a human and a Makota. Uh, they would, the, the child would have, you know, ears and a tail. They would have, they would basically just be a Makoto. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, hmm. all right. There all right. is a case where that's not true. Um, there's a, a woman named Hilda, who is the child of a Hur and an Elizin, which is basically an elf. And she has a Midlander stature, but she has elf ears. Hmm. All right. So it could be that Hure and Elizin are more like um, biologically similar. That maybe allows that to happen. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I'm really kind of hoping to see a mix between uh, one of the the cat folk and one of the elves. And do they just get extra long ears? <laughs> They'd have four ears, right? They'd have oh! pointy elf ears and ew. <laughs> because <laughs> that is a thing the the makota actually like they don't have human ears right those are their ears so that's um, why they don't have any oh that's why their hair covers the entirety of the sides of their head right oh um, oh okay. so so if if, the, if you equip say earrings they hang from those ears um there's cutscenes where you'll be on what's essentially like a walkie-talkie um and they'll put their finger up to that ear. So they don't have ears on the side of their head. They have cat ears. Okay, I mean, look, Cody, you, you've seen anime. I, I know this does, <laughs> This is just something that we kind of keep in the dark. We, we don't talk about this concept. I don't like that you've brought this to light. It's weird to me. <laughs> I, 
I wanted to stay in that like Schrodinger's do they have ears, do they not have ears <laughs> space to keep my sanity. I, look, I've seen weird cat girls with both. Oh, uh, that sounds even worse though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? Pro- yeah. pro- props to the team for at least like siding with something that that makes sense. You know, I don't I don't want to picture it, but it makes sense. I just don't want to picture a, the smooth side of their head like that. It would just look unnatural. <laughs> right, like with with real cats, they got these cute little round heads that, and, and mm-hmm. the curve just fits perfectly in your hand for like chin scratches. I'm not, I'm not scratching no, you know, Makatoro. <laughs> oh, you should, come on, look at her, she's adorable. <sighs> okay, maybe after a few of those Eorzean nails that <laughs> they were talking about. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on. How about... How about this? Hang on. Hang on. I know who you would chin scratch. Here, here's who you would chin. Here, here's who you would chin don't, scratch. Don't tell me who I'm gonna scratch the chin of. Don't, don't you do it. No, no, it's just a Makota kid. I. She's adorable. I, I would never harm that child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not touching that kid. That looks like one of the, like the lollies where it's like, oh no, she's she's 500 years old. <laughs> she, she looks like the doll character from from oh, was it Bloodborne? Oh, I'm expecting. I'm expecting that if she, she looks at me, she's like, hello, follow me down this yeah. alley. I'm gonna be fighting an elder god. You know that that myth about cats that they sit on your chest and and steal your soul. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, 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 right, right. I've, I've yeah, heard of that. Maybe. Don't look into her eyes. <laughs> the children of the of the cat folk are just running around stealing <laughs> souls. That's how they go to maturity. Like they, they you don't have to steal enough souls. They don't. Oh god, that's terrifying. <laughs> they don't have any of the issues that we have in the real world with, like, okay, yeah. Apparently, if they see a bird or you know a fish or something, they just have to murder it and destroy the entire population of birds and fish. <laughs> no, no, they're just stealing the souls of other people. <laughs> Uh, the first time they introduced uh, Makota kids, uh, they're orphans. That that kid's an orphan. Oh, <laughs> so you I, know. I do you feel bad for she? She, <laughs> <laughs> she is adorable. <laughs> oh, and they're called um, kittens too. Yeah. Okay, so yep. they're they're really going hard on the cat stuff with that. Uh, yeah, they're they're cat stuff. Wait, so um, with. So, so they sound like they they work in really big groups, but are there also a bunch that are like you know solitary and, and off on their own? That's what the uh, keepers of the moon are. Oh, okay. So, so the seekers are the the bigger tribes uh, with the the harem rules. Um, keepers of the moon generally live more solitary lives. Um, maybe a smaller group of a few of them, uh, and. They're kind of less friendly. Hmm. They're they're more um uh not solitary. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is seclusive. Yeah, reclusive. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of them you see in uh the forest area called the the Twelves Wood. 
and uh, they kind of wind up being like bandits and uh, stuff like that. Um, oh, so these are where you get your bad boys at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are, are um, they as a people more considered like evil or, or dark hearted or is it just that uh, we don't have anything that's like a proper drow. Uh, uh, I, I mean, we have what are sort of dark elves that I'll, I'll cover, but they're not like naturally evil like right. like the drow are. Um, <clears throat> so this is like the dark elf analog for Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so their names are really interesting and hard to pronounce. Um, so what they'll do is they'll have a name and then they'll have a letter in front of their name that corresponds to what tribe they're from. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so we have a, probably the most famous Makota in our party, uh, is a woman named, uh, Yestola. Yestola. So her name is Stola. Oh, and then y- And the yeah. Ya comes from the, the Y tribe. Um, so the, the various tribe letters are supposed to represent animals. So Yestola is Stola of the Jaguar tribe. Okay, now... That's that's getting dangerously close to the the ye like the the y Kanye thing. <laughs> Do you have the Yeezy tribe? <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't have the Yeezy tribe. At least they might be very elusive. Um, very it's elusive. probably just one. Very stylish. The voice of a generation. <laughs> Kanye of the Yeezy tribe, huh? <laughs> I gotta see Kanye as a cat guy now. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so that that's actually for the keepers that are the seekers of the sun. They also have a, a weird thing with their names where they'll have an extra H in some of them, and it's supposed to represent a sort of like hissing noise. Because they're cats. Okay, it just sounds like the the whole Arabic Hebrew thing with the kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah, like the guttural R sound. Yeah, uh, and and you know because a lot of people can't pronounce it like that, uh, they just wind up making the H silent. I I really like how that makes sense. You know, they're, yeah, they're integrated it's... into the the world of Eorzea, and they're just like, <laughs> all right. I'm tired of getting all my mail misdelivered. I, I just have to make my name understandable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much that thing of like a a kid with a like non-American-ish name going to high school and a, the teacher just butchering their name and they're just like just call me Dave. I, I have a story about a friend who so his name his last name is uh el nazar <laughs> he had a teacher one time in i think middle school in like the, the bible belts area who was dangerously close to calling him el nazi oh god <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> 
a Nazi in a sombrero. They, they got to bring in some, some of those like dangerous like misnomers in the Final Fantasy XIV. We got to keep an eye out for the for <laughs> incidents like that. Uh, I, I feel really bad for that guy. Uh, it's, it's of, I'm sure it was really embarrassing at the time, but it's a funny story for him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the uh the keepers of the moon actually have different names they don't do the um letter in front instead their civilization is more of a uh, a matriarchy hmm. so um their names have a suffix that's uh based on their mother <clears throat> okay so um just using some naming examples from the wiki, we have uh, like Okia Nabolo as one of their names, which is sort of African sounding. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, but yeah, the it's apostrophe A at the end as opposed to letter apostrophe at the front like the Seekers. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then it's, so instead of it being a tribal thing, it's more based off of whatever the, the suffix of the matriarch is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can mix tribes, um, but their names are sort of a no man's land. Yeah. They're, they're just like, pick whichever one you like. So that sounds almost like you'd have to be starting a new tribe. With, you yeah. Know, because if you have two matriarchs and then like one person from each tribe mm. leaves and then they, they, they get together, if they're having kids, then it sounds like that they're just considered a separate tribe. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't want to add both the seeker's prefix and the keeper's suffix to your name. Mm-hmm. It would just be very awkward. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that, yeah that, I imagine that would get a little messy whenever you would try and like you know, it, com- commune with it, any tribe in particular, especially with the keepers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they're, Mikosa are pretty populous. Um, and that, that winds up there being like quite a few relatively famous ones within our, uh, our stuff. The most famous definitely is Ishtola. Uh, Ishtola is, uh, the resident, like, mascot, almost, of FF14. You'll see her in, like, every kind of crossover. Okay. That 14 has. Um. Do do you have a picture of her? Uh, yeah, I can pull one up. Here, let me let me get one showing her over time. Yeah, I really like seeing the uh, the the different spread, like with the Warrior of Light, showing the I guess yeah. how, how they don't age, but how they change so much the the, the development her, of them. Her like character design hasn't changed that much, mm-hmm. um, but she has changed outfits quite a few times. <laughs> Um, and it's definitely, it definitely gives her like a, a vastly different tone to her character. You know, to be fair for an MMO, changing your, your main character's outfit is a sign of character development. Mm. Yeah. You don't change unless, like, you you've left the guild, or like, or you you clear the the raid, and something changes in your life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the the one at the top—that's her 
2.0 storyline. She was a uh, conjurer. Mm-hmm. So a, a sort of baby white mage. Okay. Uh, and then in Heaven's Word, she got a new outfit. Um, and that's when they sort of solidified her as sort of being her own class. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't play by the rules. She mixes uh, conjury, black magic, and even some stuff from Astrologians. Um, mm-hmm. So her her class is actually called the Sorcerer. Okay, but that that's not a thing that the players can be. No. Interesting. No, so so what, was, what was that? The Astrologians thing? Yeah, Astrologians are... Uh, they use the power of the stars. Um, uh. they, they, they draw cards to read your fortune. Except that using their magic, they can actually tilt your fate in certain directions. Oh, so when okay. when an astrologian is healing someone, they're not actually res- like casting a healing spell. They're sort of shifting that person's fate to one where they're not injured. That's super cool. Oh, um, they also have a little bit of like sort of time magic in their stuff. Um, right, right. They're, they're a very interesting class. Now, with her... What was her name again? Yestola. Yestola. Yeah, I've, I've seen her in a lot of pictures of, uh, like, thumbnails on YouTube or just, like, mm-hmm. advertisements for Final Fantasy. Um, so what kind of um, Mikote is she? She is a seeker. Okay. Uh, it can be hard to tell. Because you may notice with that second image that starting in Heaven's Word, she is blind. Oh. Um, How'd that happen? This is actually part of a story thing where there's a point where she's in dire straits. And she casts some forbidden magic uh, called Flow. And Flow basically works like a star trek teleporter okay it breaks you down into just ether oh no and just yeets you into the life stream oh Oh, no um so you're just jumping into just this this swell of souls that is just like the lifeblood of the planet um that sounds very dangerous it's actually how teleportation works in Final Fantasy. It's something the Warrior of Light does on the regular. Really? Um, the Yeah. Uh, the difference is that when we teleport, we use a system called an etherite. It's basically these huge-ass crystals. And those crystals serve as a beacon. So rather than you jumping into the live stream and getting lost you jump into the live stream and you can see this beacon and you're like that's where i need to be oh okay gotcha so they've got this thing in uh 40k where uh called called uh astropaths where whenever you're going through the warp you know the the, the non-real space um but it's, it's how they travel quickly in in the universe 
um, you you go through the warp. The emperor, uh, you know, I'm right. The, the emperor of all mankind and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I, I'm I'm familiar with the giant <laughs> golden man. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so he is basically so psychically powerful that he shines like a beacon to anyone else that can read psychic energy, essentially. Oh. And so whenever they travel through this, you know, warp space. They see him as a lighthouse, and that's how they guide themselves through the the chaos of, oh, of the war. That's actually super interesting. Okay, so it's really cool to see the uh, you know similarity between the two like that. Yeah. So so yeah, she does that, except she doesn't have a beacon. She just throws herself into the live stream. She actually takes another person with her, um, and neither of them come out unscathed. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, one guy comes out naturally. Uh huh. Uh, he's a, a hero by the name of Thancred, uh, but he loses his ability to cast magic. Oh, no. Yeah, he can no longer channel ether. And Ishtola loses her her eyesight, um, but she casts a spell on herself that allows her to see ether. Whoa. So she can basically see what the world is made of, but as a trade-off, it's slowly killing her. Oh, no. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's super cool though. So is ether almost kind of like carbon? Uh, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of the the universe equivalent to mana, okay. but it's just what everything is made of. Right. So it's almost like that belief that you know everything has a spirit about it. You know, my my mm-hmm. uh, my glass, my table, the the rock yeah. out in the yard. Okay. Basically, everything would be ethereally active in some way. So she essentially can just see. Everything's just very glowy. Man, that sucks about losing the magic. Is magic something that like everybody can cast, or does it depend on race? Um, it does depend on race, but only slightly. Basically, everyone in Eorzea, most races, the vast majority of races, can channel ether, and that doesn't necessarily mean throwing fireballs. Um, they can just channel ether to enhance themselves physically um so they're just strong um and they can do this unknowingly i I feel like it's something that just aorzeans do Mm -hmm. we just subconsciously channel ether right like Uh, a sixth there is a race though the garleans the ones i mentioned the garlean empire Mm -hmm. uh they can't use magic how do they get to be an Um, empire that is an interesting story. <laughs> okay, so one we'll get to later. Definitely one for another time, uh, because it's it's got a lot. Uh, but yeah, they 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 compensate. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing about them. This they sound really cool. Uh. So yeah, like this is only two of the. I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, six more races. <laughs> there, there's there seven if we count the Garleans, um, and and we we've barely scratched the surface. Oh, delightful! I can't wait to hear more about these men. <laughs> I, yeah, I I want to talk about ne- next time. We'll talk about the Lalafell. I I you are gonna like the Lalafell. <laughs> the Lalafell. Mm-hmm. That's what the Sultana is. The little people. Oh, we're going to talk about the little dudes. Yeah, little dudes. <laughs> they are fantastic. I love them. Oh, man. Thank you so much for, for telling me about these. And uh, 
I, I guess thank you to everyone that checks this out, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll be back talking about the Lawlafell next time. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, bye everyone.